This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites, this is Amy J. And with me, as always, this is Amy S. The other Amy. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys, we are so happy to be with you today because we have a special guest. Yes. It's Mr. Sean Pillar himself. Who I think of as the heart of Haven. Without Sean, there would be no Haven at all. And that's that's more true than some of you may realize. Sean is one of the executive producers of Haven and has brought Haven from Stephen King's universe into our lives. Yes, exactly. So we are very thankful for Sean. And he has some wonderful things to say about the show and um, the reflection and maybe a little bit about what we can see, look forward to in season 5B. Right. So before we can get to that, you all know we have to talk about some news. Right. Just a couple quick things. Um, Some happy news for Haven people um, or Haven fandom. Eric Balfour got married on May 30th. Hooray! So he married. uh, Her name is Erin. So congratulations and best wishes to them. And there was a little brief article in People Magazine, and uh, Amy will include that link in the podcast post. Yes. So congratulations, Eric and Erin. We are so happy for you. And many, uh, many wishes for a long, happy life. And then um, staying with Eric, I guess he and Edge are going to be at the Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, we've talked about this before, and they've tweeted about it themselves. So um, let's see. That's going to be on Saturday, June 6th. There's going to be a Haven Q&A session at noon with Adam and Eric. And if anybody anybody has any uh, information that they'd like to share with everyone, uh, you can send it or... Put it on Twitter. We'll look for it or let us know and we'll, we'll include it in the website giving appropriate credit. We yeah. are, we can't get to the expo, unfortunately. I know. But I think uh, one of my our Twitter friends, Fabiana, who is from Australia, is going. I do How believe. exciting. So ho- I know. So hopefully she'll tweet about it as well as all the other Haven fans out there. So we will scour Twitter for photos and updates. Um, so oh, there's before, a – Before you get off of that, I do believe – I saw between Eric and Adam tweeting that they have a surprise in store for fans. So definitely right. and they are, check well, it out. I, they're, they're doing a celebrity improv that evening of June 6th mm-hmm. that's going to benefit Sea Shepherd. As we know, that's one of the charities that Eric is very passionate about. So there's a lot of Haven stuff on June 6th. There's the Q&A. There's a photo session. There's that uh, you know improv event. And then Adam is also participating in the Fanboy Expo uh, uh, to represent his wrestling career. He's also doing some wrestling stuff there, um, a photo op with WWE, I believe. Very cool. So so that's really it for Haven News. But news itself. There you go. So, guys, I will not belittle or, or take more time. Um, belittle is not the right word, but I'm not going to take up any more time. Here is Mr. Sean Pillar. Flashbacks. We've noticed the use of flashbacks this season. Yeah. Is that a conscious effort? Something you wanted to do? And um, flashbacks. Because we, we def- haven't seen that in Haven before. You know, I've had a thing against flashbacks personally, and the writers, God bless their heart, they they tried to put in flashbacks for a couple years now, mm-hmm. and I always am like, we're not doing flashbacks. <laughs> I hate flashbacks. They're crutches. And um, and I was like, if you can't tell the story without a flashback, mm-hmm. then we didn't tell the story right. Mm-hmm. And that means, and if it's a, a note from, say, the network or the studio or even from us saying, well, could we just flash back to that moment, mm-hmm. then I felt like it was underwritten and we could okay. earn it. So it felt like a little bit of a crutch for me. Uh, this season was different in that 
in that you you have season, you know it's the fifth season. Mm -hmm. So much has happened, mm -hmm. right. and some of it was also because we started cross-boarding episodes, uh -huh. and we wanted to keep. You know, when when you had Mara, this new character coming to you know take over her body, yeah. basically, we wanted to keep Audrey Parker alive. Okay. So the reason to do flashbacks was because we were worried that the fans and and, and the network and everyone sort of agreed that we love Audrey Parker. Yes. yes. And th what better way to keep her alive in our mind, the audience's mind, for new viewers who don't who maybe hadn't watched oh, yeah, the previous yeah. seasons. Like, this who is who Audrey Parker is, these are the moments she shared with Nathan, this is all, and it, it's a nice way in season five to sort of catch people up mm -hmm. and reflect back for yeah. new viewers and say, so it, it felt like the right time to do flashbacks because it felt earned and it yeah. felt like it, from, it came from a character place as opposed to like a plot. Like, oh, let's flash back to the thing we just saw an act ago. And yeah. I'm like, well, if they can't remember, then we screwed up the episode yeah. we already. We didn't say it right, yeah. right. If, if the story isn't being told. Right. So one of the things you've done is kind of a dual role, executive producer, director, on a number of episodes. Yeah. Are you a glutton for punishment? <laughs> I mean, how I do you manage all of that? You know, I, I guess I'm on slightly OCD, but basically I, I was just having this conversation with my first AD who started off as a PA. And there's so many different parts of the show um, that I get to be involved with, and I don't like to let things go. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I, and because I'm always just, we're all killing ourselves to try to make it great. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's going to do the color timing sessions, or I supervise all the mixes, and I do all the locking, and I do a lot of the editing, but really relying on a, the team of writers who do a lot of editing and give great notes, um, it's it's a true team effort, but having the continuity of one person and one visual vision mm -hmm. and someone who's in charge of the vis effects and making sure there's nothing cheesy or hokey. I'm sort of the cheesy hokey police where I'm like, eh, <laughs> that's not going to work. But I, I kind of have enough. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I've produced almost 300 hours of television. Wow. So I could, my radar is pretty yeah. sensitive to the, oh, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. That's going to look like crap. We're going to have to reshoot that yeah. or it's going to look hokey. Um, and so I've able to, been able to cobble together a lot of directors that I really do like, returning directors mm -hmm. and older directors that are super experienced, and they know how to execute the show, put their creative stamp okay. on it, but then I can always reel them back in and say, okay, that's too far, that's not going to work, try it, what about this? Mm -hmm. And so I think most good shows always have one sort of creative hand, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of the visual storyteller. And then yeah. Matt McGinnis and Gabrielle Stanton are the, really the, the storyteller, mm -hmm. the dialogue and the characters yeah. and the mm -hmm. plot, and they lay out the big vision. And, and so we, we really have a great partnership. But uh, I was jokingly realizing that I directed, of the 151 days of our schedule this year, I'll have directed 70, over 70 days, which is insane. That's almost half. It's, it's almost half, but and they're not all main unit days because we went from a seven-day schedule to two six-day right, right. schedules cross-boarded with two second units. So I had to direct all the second units because they happened during the show and that director's not available. So I also have the most fun when I'm directing. Uh -huh. uh, producing is obviously important, but it's more managing people and it's talking the other director into right. my point of view okay. or talking okay. about it. And what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah, and then so it's a lot of, it, it's exhausting without the fun, mm -hmm. but it's also super awesome because they're great directors. Yeah. And there's a great collaboration, but when it's just me, I get to argue with myself. <laughs> and so I get to get out there with, you know, whether it's a small crew, the second unit, I was just on uh, a mini splinter action unit where we went out and shot establishing shots um, 
that we'd never be able to do on a normal TV show mm -hmm. day um, because it's just an extra shot. It takes a lot of time, but with a tiny, small unit, you I can, can run out and we can take one camera and climb down to the water and shoot. We just shot for episode 15, 5B, which I guess episode... I don't know what episode. 515, yeah. 515. Um, there's a power plant, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, we had to do a day for night visual effect on the mm -hmm. power plant shots. So we just got permission from the power company to drive down there. We went down with two cars and hiked down to the water and got all these shots oh and gosh. stuff you could never do with, you know, the giant army right. that we travel with. So, okay. and and the fun thing is I get to do all the after the editing is done and you the main unit got what they got. We can surgically go and basically the moments that the director didn't get or we ran out of time right. for, and I can go in and, and, you know, I always think in terms of percentages, so mm -hmm. um, I can I can make the show 10 or 20% better in pickups, in, okay. in, in, in extra shots and stuff. Do you use the aerial shots for any of that stuff? Yeah, so a lot of I the aerial... I love the aerial shots. Oh, thank They're you. awesome. I, I'm terrified of heights, and I'm scared of helicopters, and every year I do it. It's for gorgeous. Some reason. It's beautiful. The scenery is just way to get used to it? Exposure Not really. Therapy, therapy I just, kind of? I just hope that everyone loves them as much as I do when yeah, I, I noticed them in. last season a lot of them looked a little different and yeah, yeah we started doing nose mount last season so a f instead of a side mount Tyler mount we did a, a nose mount so it's a little smoother and it's more of a big push in in the mm -hmm. sky uh, like a dolly in but with a big helicopter or as opposed to the left to right ones which are beautiful but uh -huh. mixing it up is a little more fun so one thing that we are asking everyone is as uh, fans get ready for season 5B, how would you describe it without using uh, Wild Ride, Mysterious? <laughs> right. Um, I would say unexpected because it's been used, right. but uh, go ahead, see if you can. You know, season 5B really changes in its look and tone. It almost is more of a akin to Walking Dead or sort of a. Oh. Um, I don't want to say post-apocalyptic because it's not uber depressing. It still has the humor and the heart even in the face of this. But it's really an escalation of everything we've been building to for mm -hmm. 70, 65 episodes or um, over 60 episodes. And, and so really, the wheels really come off <laughs> of Haven. And all, uh, you know, Nathan and Audrey um, and, and Dwight and Duke all trying to put their fingers in the dam, the dam pretty much breaks. Okay. And they're now in the water swimming for the whole season. Well, that's a very good explanation. That's nice the best visual. one we've gotten. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's like yeah. you're a storyteller or it's something. It's like I'm a visual yeah. storyteller. Okay. We'll get yeah. out of here. But, but thank uh, you so much for uh, yeah. taking this time. Yeah. yeah what a great guy Sean is. Yes. Amazing. Like, and he was. I know I say this about most of the folks we spoke with literally on the run that day, just ran in to talk to us for five minutes and had to run out. Um, he and Andrew Sheridan, the locations manager were out and about working that day. And they had a few minutes back in the studio, uh, just to, like a brief pit stop first to check on some things. And, um, so thank you for squeezing us in with just five minutes. It was wonderful. Yes. And you know what? He made the most of those five minutes with us and we appreciate it. Um, even taking a photo with us and, you know, he is very appreciative of fans. We got that from off the record kind of thing. Yeah. He loves us and he really loves this show and gives it his all. And I want to, and, and continuing on that thought, Amy, I think Haven is one of the most fan friendly shows I've ever been exposed to or followed or been a fan of. And I think that starts with Sean. He's the executive producer. It's his company that produces Haven. He is Haven. He is the heart of Haven. Right. Um, so, I mean, 
it's just astounding how fan friendly the show is. And it starts with Sean. Absolutely. And, and, you know, they say great leaders. Yeah, that's true. Right. You know, he's the epitome. So I had, I loved our conversation with him, just learning his perspective and how we've talked about this before, before we, we heard officially from Sean, uh, mm-hmm. Amy and I mentioned how it's always interesting how he seems to be doing everything or he seems to be everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's involved in all parts of the show, right? The look, the feel, the scripts, uh, casting. He's on um, set usually or he's in post-production with another director or someone. And Yeah, he all the post-production and behind-the-scenes stuff that he does, That you know, um, I forgot about all that, Amy. That's true. All the... Um, um, editing and mm-hmm. post and the music. I know, um, Amy, when you talked to Sean Pierce, he talked a little bit about Sean Pillar's involvement in even selecting the music for the show. Yes. And, and okay. just how Sean would be come back with feedback. And it right. goes to the fact that he wants a consistent tone. Right. I appreciate it in the interview. He kind of, he's, he mentioned that. So, uh, you know, he wants a, a tone and a feel and a look to the show and he's involved in all aspects and oversees everything. So he can ensure that the show kind of has that consistency that he's looking for. It has a, a certain edge to it that he wants. Yeah. Um, and, and when you have so many directors, you know, and, and there's a revolving door directors, a lot of them are repeat directors that we've had before, but there yes. are new ones like say mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Lucas Bryant, uh, and others, others, you know, and so it's easy to kind of get an uneven feeling for a show. But one thing you can say about Haven is it's that it is consistent in its feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. The stories are different. The telling is different. Each director is able to put their own vision on. But it's like there's a filter of now we know Sean Piller that makes sure that ensures that there's a Haven constant feel that you're not watching a different show each time. Yeah, because I think everybody's on board with, you know, how the show's supposed to look and feel, but actually pulling it off and, and pulling all these various people and, and uh, tasks and assignments together and making sure it actually happens, you know, that's a tough, tough chore. That's not easy. Oh, yeah. So, and, and speaking of directing, Sean has directed 10 episodes so far. He directs as well. <laughs> he directs in between. And this is, when did he start directing? Uh, the first one was Business as Usual, season two, episode twelve, and I think that set the tone of you could you could usually tell what episodes Sean directs. And that, mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me, um, but you know I know he he de- definitely did my favorite one, which was Thanks for the Memories. Yes, the season three finale. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was the way he did it was just powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and just you can tell the ones. I mean, why don't you name some of the other ones if you have it? Okay, I did. I just I wrote the whole list. So, oh, so yeah, go ahead. In season two, business as usual and Silent Night, and then in season uh, three, episode number two, which was Stay. I love that episode. Um, and then in and season, it's it's Sloan, isn't yeah, it? His, yeah, his oh, dog yeah, Sloan. Sean's dog Sloan. It plays Cookie in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one where the uh, the dogs turn into humans. Stay, um, and humans, that's the one where Audrey. Turn- that's the one where yeah. Duke tells Audrey about the barn, right? Yes. Stay. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the play on the title was that the dog, you know, you think of stay as a dog's command, but it was that Audrey could not stay in Haven. Or both. You know, and speaking of the music, that's the one that has that song at the end that just kills me too. Um, so staying with season three, he did the finale, Thanks for the Memories. Mm-hmm. 
And then season four, Sean directed back-to-back episodes, the premiere and episode two. So he did Fallout and Survivors. I can't imagine how hard it is to direct back-to-back episodes. Well, I, I you know what? I think uh, from what I know of the industry and the fact that the the, the episodes were continuous. Uh-huh. You know, I think it helps that they film it that way. And he has that uh-huh. constant. And if I'm not wrong, even um, the 5A, 5B Yes, Sean did both of those. He did See No Evil and Speak No Evil in season five. But he did the finale, season four, The Lighthouse. Yep. And then uh, season five, one and two. And then our season five finale, Chosen. Yep. So some key, key Haven episodes. And and he brings that Haven feel. And you know, you know, all the episodes are great. Some are better than others. But you usually know that, and I, this isn't a thing for Sean, but coincidence maybe, uh, mm-hmm. Usually his episodes are very top-notch episodes. Uh, yeah. You know, business as usual, one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a key a key moment in the relationship between um, Audrey and Nathan. Mm-hmm. Very key. Yeah. They had their first kiss and we had the you're not just my partner line, you know. Well, I think it's also just everything that he did with that episode. That was one of the first episodes I watched. And so. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's out that was order. the episode, too, where we learned about Duke's uh, power, you know, when he throws, uh, um, I want to say Edge, when he throws Dwight off the boat. I mean, there mm-hmm. was a lot of stuff happening in that episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, and it was great. And, you know, I, I've loved being able to talk to him about that. I mean, him having a hand in a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. including the writers and his, I think it's a disdain, essentially, of flashbacks. Oh, yes. You know, and we've always noticed, you know, this this show, if any show is appropriate for flashbacks, you would think it would be this show. Yes. Flashback Uh to another personality. Flashback to something that happened in one of her past lives. Audrey's. Audrey's life. Yeah. It seems like it would be the thing. Mm -hmm. But to hear his explanation of why he'd never used flashbacks except for season 5A, it makes sense to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily agree that it's... uh, what do you think? Cheap storytelling or? Yeah, it's, it's an a easy cheat. way out. It's a cheat. Yeah. Sorts. I don't know way. if I, yeah. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I do think there's a time and place for it. Uh-huh. Um, and I think he used it very well this season. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And we should also mention um, that Sean, um, some folks may be familiar with his dad's work. His dad would, is uh, Michael. Dad's name is Michael. And he was uh, very famous within the Star Trek franchise. And uh, was well-respected and well-known in Hollywood. And Sean and his father did work together. Um, so fans might want to read up on every, all the accomplishments of his dad as well. Yeah, so y- you definitely know that filmmaking is in his blood. Right. And Sean's also worked his current uh, company that he has now. They also did uh, other TV shows, Greek, Wildfire, The Dead Zone. Um, I actually watched two of those shows, and then I found out once I became a Haven fan that those were Sean Pillar shows. I always I watched Wildfire and The Dead Zone. I actually liked those shows. They were good. They were good. So now I know why I liked them. (laughs) You just got to follow Sean's career, and you'll enjoy all the TV shows. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Well, guys, we didn't have a lot to talk about today. You know, it was it was a quick interview, but you know, maybe we'll be able to talk again with Sean next season. Uh, But. Till next time, what we've decided after talking a little bit about it, in the upcoming episodes, what we're going to do is kind of reflect on past seasons. So each season is going to get its own episode. 
Right. And we'll just talk, you know, we'll do one podcast per season and just hit some high notes. So our plan from riffing is that we're going to talk about high, high episodes, low episodes, uh, give some superlatives for the season, um, and just kind of have fun with it. And if you guys have any suggestions or feedback, let us know if you want us to touch on something in particular, or if you have a superlative you'd like to give, do share. Yeah. Give us some comments and we'll, uh, we'll put them in the podcast. We'll talk about them. Yep. So that will be in two weeks from today or whenever you listen to it. That works too. But till next time, guys, uh, we're out. This is Revisiting Haven.